Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to another edition of the Bullets to Beans podcast. I'm your host, Doc J. This is the first week of February 2020. Our topic this week is the identity crisis. So for this week, folks, we want to continue the discussion around military transition. I want to focus on something that I've referred to over the last few years as the identity crisis. And again, use myself as a model, looking through some of the challenges that uh, I've personally had and that what I've witnessed out of some of my friends. So as in the last episode, we talked about how uh, the, your military service is more of an embodiment and not just a job. You give yourself to a cause 24-7. The demands of the job are unlike any other. The outcomes of the job are unlike any other. And then when you give yourself to something like that completely, where you're prepared to die for it. For, again, whether it be four years, six years, or my case, 20 years, when you leave that environment, when you leave that role, when you leave that life, there's a gap and it's trying to close that gap. It's trying to understand that gap. And it really, in my opinion, makes you kind of challenge your identity of who you are now. So for those that know, I was a combat medic in the army, you know, and as I said before, and if those have seen or heard me speak publicly or read some of my stuff that's been published, my greatest reward in the military was taking care of the warfighter. I loved being doc. I loved being out with door kickers. I loved being in a kinetic environment. I loved the adrenaline rush. I loved the pace. I I loved the medicine. I loved every component of what I did. Every time I re-enlisted, I was offered reclassification. I was offered new jobs. I could never bring myself to leave the world of being a combat medic and being a warfighter. And so when that world was changed for me on my retirement, it really made me start thinking and digging in internally to try to figure out who I was. You know, even though I went to the college and studied healthcare administration, and when I got out, I transitioned into a civilian healthcare role, and I was still working in my quote unquote career field, there was this huge void. There was this huge gap. And life in general on the outside is different than it is on the inside. And I think all of that kind of ties together in making you wonder who you are now. In the military, you had purpose, right? Especially as a medic, as doc for uh, my battalion or my squadron or the the unit that I was in, I had a purpose. You know, I was respected. Uh, I, I had specific tasks that I knew I was responsible for. I knew my men. They knew me. You know, there was a relationship there and all of that's gone. My sense of tribe was completely stripped away from me the moment that I got my blue card and was retired from the military. You know, the military, for not to dumb it down, but they give you the keys to the castle early on. You know, there's career roadmaps. If you do this and this, then you can get promoted. Different spots along your career, different staff assignments or recruiting assignments or special duty assignments, things that you can do to make yourself stand out against your peer group to make, you know, promotion advantageous for you. I mean, they they really lay it out there for you, you know, and then you get into the civilian world, in my case, into the corporate civilian world, and brother, they don't lay out shit for you. There's been so many times for weeks on end, I was just wrapped with anxiety because I was worried that I was about to lose my job. And then, you know, I, I had read the situation completely wrong. And everything was fine. So the different structure of the work environment, there's no camaraderie. There's no instant feedback loop mechanisms. There's there's no day-to-day. You're really out there on your own. And some of that ties, kind of ties into the tribe philosophy as well. But, you know, so the, the career field and the work 
is different. The adrenaline rush gone. No more adrenaline rushes. Uh, there's nothing sexy about sitting at a desk and analyzing a profit and loss statement. There's just, there's nothing about it that's cool, right? I mean, the paychecks aren't bad. I've never complained about my income after the military, but there's nothing enticing about it. There's nothing that makes me want to get up and necessarily do it other than I have to provide for my family. I have to be employed. I have to do certain things in life to be a productive citizen and work is one of them, but there's the element of excitement and adrenaline is completely gone. So when you look at, I lost my tribe. I'm in a career field now that has the roadmap doesn't exist or it looks like a map of Manhattan and it's just all over the place and you can't follow it. There's no excitement to it. No, nothing is going to beat the rush of a firefight. Nothing's going to beat the, the rush of air assaulting a mountaintop, going to hunt Taliban. Nothing's going to beat the rush of what we did in the military. So you're kind of left wondering, well, who the hell am I now and what the fuck is my purpose in life? It, and you have to dig that out of yourself. No one's going to hand it to you. That's part of how Remedy Alpine and those that know the story of Remedy Alpine, uh, my foundation that uh, I, I helped start and help run, that was kind of the, the purpose behind Remedy Alpine. You know, with Remedy Alpine, I had purpose again. With Remedy Alpine, I was taking care of the veteran community, so I was back in the warfighter element, or at least the warfighter provider element. And then finally, you know, climbing mountains, that shit will give it an adrenaline rush. So, uh, you know, that, that replaced my loss of tribe. That replaced my loss of adrenaline rush. That replaced my loss of purpose. Didn't help my civilian career, but you know it helped fill the gap. And I guess that's the that's the segue into the how to help people. Right. The purpose of the podcast is to help other veterans through my stories, you know, make their life a little bit better or find solutions uh, to some challenges that they're going through in life. And that's my that's what I offer up is the solution. You have to find your own solution. You have to be honest enough with yourself to know what your concerns are, what your gaps are, and then go out there and try to fill those gaps. And if that means start your own mission to fill the gaps, then for Christ's sake, go start your own mission and fill those gaps. There's enough veterans out there that need help. You know, if you were a, a trigger puller for your whole career, if you were 11 series or 18 series or one of the, the sexy folks, there's always things for you guys to do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be government contract work. You have a skill set that a lot of people don't and a lot of people value. You know, find a way to include that or put that into helping others, right? Keep tied into the veteran community, close that gap on the tribe, find a new squad, find a new platoon, find a new group of individuals to hang out with that are like-minded. For me, in my community here in Eagle River, Alaska, there's a group of cavalry guys and you can type in all the jokes you want about the cavalry. I've heard them all and it doesn't hurt my feelings. There's a group of my cavalry brothers that are in that live in Eagle River that we all are members of the same VFW. They all serve together in the same squadron. They were all in 140 cav and I never served with them, but I'm a member of the cavalry. I'm a member of the Order of the Spur and uh, they know that I've shared the same pain that they've shared and early on into moving to Eagle River once, you know, they saw some of the shirts and hats that I wear and, and through discussion realized that I was a member of 6th Squadron, 4th Cavalry. I was included in their group, even though I was never actually in their squadron. And that's my tribe now. That's my group of brothers. Um, even though we never served on the same battlefield, we served in the same war and we served in the same element. So that helped close the element of tribe that I was missing in life. So find folks that have shared vision, shared mission, shared pain, right? Find people that can at least understand 
your humor or why you want to cry sometimes and help close that gap. I don't encourage people necessarily to go out and seek the adrenaline rush unless you do it kind of in a controlled manner. I see pictures online all the time. A lot of my friends do skydiving, which is cool. I've never done it and I was never a paratrooper. I give all the respect to them, but that was just never my gig. So there's ways to to seek the adrenaline and I see a lot of folks do it. Just do it kind of in a controlled manner. And I don't want to be a hypocrite. I do it. I go climb mountains. I go ski things that I probably shouldn't ski and get in a terrain that I probably shouldn't get into. But, you know, I do it with a certain element of risk management. I do it with a a certain element of safety concern. But I get out there and I try to fill that void as well. The employment side is where we get into some stuff. This is where I've seen people crash and burn. And quite honestly, I'm going through some challenges myself. My own current job. This is where I see veterans really have kind of a challenge. A a real quick story. I'm an advocate for trying to hire veterans. As a hiring director, I've, I've hired veterans quite often to fill roles. And there was a a dude that I knew through the VFW that was getting out, was looking for a job, having trouble securing employment. So I offered him a job, but it was an entry-level job, like a receptionist at one of my medical practices. Now, this dude was a platoon sergeant. We had very detailed conversation in advance that, hey, look, you're not in charge of shit, right? I need you to be a customer service winner. I need you to take care of people you know, I need the, the platoon sergeant nurturing side to come out to help take care of my patients. He just couldn't do it. Like, I remember distinctly, he had been with us for a month, and he comes up, and his problem was he still saw himself as my peer. We were both, you know, E7s in the Army. So he had been, and he had no background in healthcare. He had never taken a healthcare class in college. He had never, his, his MOS in the Army wasn't healthcare related. So he's now working in a medical practice. 30 days in, he pulls me aside. He goes, hey, I got some ways that we could improve the business. And at first I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you know, in objective lens, anybody can have an idea. So I entertain it. I'm like, all right, shoot, what do you got, brother? And he starts going over things. And I'm like, well, that actually violates Stark Law. And he's like, well, what's Stark Law? And I'm like, look, dude, there's certain laws to healthcare that you don't know. You know, this is an industry that's governed and heavily regulated by federal law, state law, and everything that you just shared with me to try to make the business better violates one law or another. It's like, you need to just learn the industry before you try to change the industry, dude. And and he could never get over that, that, well, in, in some of the discussions we had one-on-one as I was trying to coach and mentor him, he still saw himself as my peer, right? And that's the thing that I think is a huge challenge in this identity crisis that we talk about is in the military, you hold a rank, you hold a position. By proclamation of that rank and position, you're given a certain amount of respect, authority. And I talked about this in the last episode too. And some people, when that is just stripped away from them, that's so much a part of their identity. And when that that part of their identity is just evaporated, they they struggle. They they really have challenges with it. And I think they need to do a better job during the transition courses, the ACAP, the Soldier for Life, whatever, of you know, kind of singling out the senior, the senior leaders, the senior non-commissioned officers, the field grade officers and go, look, you're not that dude anymore. That part of your life is over and trying to get us to understand and accept early on that the, the respect that we were given just by our rank and our position in the military, civilian world don't work that way. Um, so that element, trying to wrap your head around that early will help work through your own identity crisis. Understanding that I love the fact that I was a medical platoon sergeant. I love the f- I love every single thing I did in the military. I don't regret a single, single story of it. But that's not me anymore. And it, it takes a while, it took a while rather, for me to understand that that part of my life is over. Pull the lever that you can pull. 
you know, be smart enough to know what you can change and accept what you can't. I'll never be a medical platoon sergeant again. I'll never deploy again. So, you know, the, look for ways that you can improve your life and close some of those gaps with things that you can actually control. I hope that helps. That's the discussion on the identity crisis. I'll try to include some some links in the show notes to some other good resources. So that's the end of this segment. We'll be back a moment and we'll talk about some upcoming events with Remedy Alpine. So for those that follow Remedy Alpine online, first and foremost, thank you. Next, if you follow our events calendar, we've got the Perch Overnight Winter Camp coming up. We've got a Veterans Outreach Fair going into March. We've got Gold Star Peak Climb and some other overnight events coming up. Check us out at Remedy Alpine uh, on Facebook, at Remedy underscore Alpine on Instagram. You can go to our website at www.remedyalpine.org. You can drop us a line at remedyalpine at gmail.com. Uh, if you're in the local area, don't be afraid to step out and visit us at the Bullets to Beans live sessions the second and fourth Thursday of every month at Jitters and Eagle River. That's about it. So we appreciate all the support. This is the official podcast of Remedy Alpine reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. <laughs>